Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. Christmas is over, holidays are over, all those holidays that you would give each other presents are over, but you know what? Why don't you get yourself something good at Orca Coors? Get a tumbler, get a cooler. Hell, get one for somebody else because you know they're awesome. They're roto-molded coolers. They hold ice for days, and you know the tumblers look awesome. They even have the bourbon barrel tumbler in two different colors. Use code DADSEASON. Get 20% off your order at orcacoolers.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action. With Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans, there's still a whole lot of action going on in the new year. Yes, there is a Friday deposit boost. Yes, you can put that boost a along with using code DADS100, and they will match up to $800 of your first deposit, along with whatever deposit boost they have. And it's the last Sunday of the NFL regular season this weekend. There's a parlay for funsies. Put $50 on a plus 200 or greater NFL parlay, and they'll give you a $25 free bet to use during one of the games. There's other stuff going on. NBA's going on. NHL's going on. Check them out. Action247.com. Use code DADS100. They'll match up to 800 bucks of your deposit all the way up until the super bowl cheers well john boy you know you're always giving me a hard time for not seeing any movies since hell i forget which year you say it was but it was sometime far far ago it was like 1999 to 2001 i think is when <laughs> like right towards the tail end of your high school years is when you stopped watching movies oh i had my go-tos i was good <laughs> still am <laughs> you were like i found these movies i'm good for the rest of my life i don't need another movie i'm okay i haven't seen the movie i'm about to uh i guess pick on this new spider-man it aggravates the teetotal shit out of me. Are you going to spoil anything for anyone? Did you read ahead? Like, do we need to preface no. this? Okay. I just said I ain't seen it. It aggravates the teetotal shit out of me that Marissa Tomei is playing Aunt May. How God. is she Aunt May material? Have you, you ever watched any of the old Spider-Man cartoons? You can't picture Mona Lisa Vita as Aunt May? Aunt May looks like my grandma or one of the two. Probably at least one of your two grandmas. I think in most people's minds, Aunt May is grandma material, even though she's an aunt. Did you ever have any friends that had an Aunt May slash grandma that you walked in and saw Marissa Tomei and thought, damn, whoo. So I don't want to stop everybody from getting this rant from Zeke, and I don't want to give a serious answer back to his rant. I do have a serious answer. I will say it after the break. All I will end this cold open on is if you could have seen the look on Zeke's eyes as he was speaking. Like he legitimately, like his eyes went cold and dark. Like this literally angers him more than I've seen him get angered for like anything I've ever done to him. Just ain't right, man. Just ain't right. These kids are going to be set up with all these false expectations for life. They're going to go see this huge movie and see Aunt May as Marissa Tomei. Ain't happening in real life. Nope. No way. Who hurt you, bro? My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. And I'm going to humor you. This is the first episode back in 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. We can banter a little bit. We can BS a little bit. This is a fun show. We're drinking rum. 
because what better way to go into 2022 for dad's drinking bourbon than to drink some Papa's Pilar Legacy Edition 2021. And since we're doing a fun show, we're not drinking our wheelhouse in bourbon. We might as well have a little bit of fun. So let me indulge you. These movies make a lot of money. And because these movies make a lot of money, they can't have, you know, what's what's dude's name? First Spider-Man when they started doing it again. Topher. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Why was I about to say Topher Grace? Two different people. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire got old. The first Spider-Man movie was like how many years ago? If you've seen it. You know, they have to have alternate universes. Same thing with the comic books to sell more comic books. There's like five different story arcs of Spider-Man. I, I get that. that. That's fine. Look how many times the role of Batman has been reprised by different people and even had very different interpretations of the character and how he acts and carries himself, etc. And we'll save the whole that the fact there's another Batman coming. I found out recently too, to story for another day because I got to look into that a little further but well no i mean I'm i want to i want a hypothesis there you can give me a hypothesis is, on your bat this is an auxiliary role for a character that yes has always been in spider-man but never that big why they gotta go cast somebody that looks like marissa tomei in the role of am may that's not grandma material marissa tomei go it, she's also getting older man life she's also and she's still hot still how old is she now i think she's in her 50s remember when she did um the wrestler with uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Great movie. Yes. But I'm just saying, you're going to have this whole generation of kids that are going to go to the theater and see this and think, why come my aunt made a look like that? Well, cause she's an aunt. It's not grandma may. I, again, I said that before I know she's called aunt, but I mean, at the same time I had an aunt and uncle that were technically my great aunt and uncle. My great uncle was like my granddad. She's 57 in real life. How old do you think Aunt May really is, though? Because I was watching some OG Spider-Man stuff with the kids earlier. She's got white hair, that, that stuff that's like short, high on the top, and you can tell it gets put in rollers every week. Things change, though. I don't mean I have to like it. So is this one where you basically are saying, get off my lawn? I'm just going to give it a, uh-uh. Nope. This is like you as Clint Eastwood in that driver one. What's, what's the one, uh... There's different ones. There's the one where he's like, the one where he's smuggling the dope. No, the one recently. Um, Grand Torino? Yes. How am I crushing all the movie knowledge all of a sudden? Haven't seen anything since 2001. <laughs> I mean, just because you know the movie doesn't mean you're crushing the knowledge here. <laughs> I'm three for three. <laughs> so I know you said it's not for today and you have a longer rant you want to talk about Batman, but I do want to get one thing quickly out of the way. And we can come back to your Batman rant on a different day. So there have been a bunch of actors that played Batman. I want to know who your favorite one was. You probably don't even know this first one. Lewis Wilson, Robert Lowry. He was in 1949. Is he kin to Mike? What? Is he kin to Mike? I don't know. And then uh, Adam West. Everybody knows Adam West. I hope so. Yeah, I would, I would really think so. Then Michael Keaton. Then you have Val Kilmer. Of course, the, the Clooney Batman that even Clooney wishes he could forget. <laughs> and then uh, Christian Bale, Will Arnett. Who gets the nod, surprisingly, for the Lego Batman. I mean, I don't know if that's really, really playing Batman, but okay. And then Ben Affleck. And finally, Robert Pattinson. Who is your favorite Batman and why? Um, I mean, I think it's kind of tough to go like non-movie versus movie. But I still think Adam West, man. Just because it's like the the voice that's in your head, the character you see when you 
think about it. I like Keaton a lot. I like Val Kilmer a lot. I liked it before he became this um, macho character. And I think once they started getting all this like muscular and definition and strength aspect to it, that was never Batman. Batman's not a heavyweight fighter. He's smart. He outsmarts everyone. He has better gadgets. He maneuvers better. He figures things out. I mean, it's chess. He steps ahead of everyone. He beats you with his mind, not brawn and brute force. That's Superman or some shit. Michael Keaton will always be my Batman. It was between him and him and Adam West for me, and I, I couldn't pick. What I like about Michael Keaton, you know, so Christian Bale, that whole Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, it's great. I still think one of the best villains in Batman of all time is Bane, and he comes from that arc. But the Michael Keaton Batman, he's dark in a way that like you really think he's screwed up in the head. You know, Christian Bale is just angry, but like there are some demons in the Michael Keaton Batman. Like the way that he plays him is just incredible. He was just quirky as hell. Like I couldn't ever tell if the mannerisms were like, you know, subtle tics he probably has in real life, or if he just got that deep into the role to make it look that like I, I know quirky is what I keep coming up with, unique, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. But Michael Keaton is one of those actors. Let's let's be honest, right? I think Steve Carell is an amazing actor because he can play Michael Scott, but he can also play the guy from Fox Catcher, and he can play the guy in the Morning Show. You know, like he could do the drama, but he can also do the crazy comedy, and he could be Brick Tamlin, right? Same thing with Michael Keaton. If you think about Michael Keaton, did Batman, and he also did one of my favorite movies of all time, Multiplicity. Have you ever seen Multiplicity? I don't think so. I, I don't know though. So Michael <laughs> Keaton like a title I'm into. <laughs> so Michael Keaton finds out a way to make a copy of himself and then his copies make copies you know just like if you're at a copy machine if you make a copy of a copy the copy already isn't as clear as the first one and then you make a copy of that copy and the people eventually get dumber and each one has like a specific area but the fourth one is i'm not doing it justice because it's hard to tell you this story because you're just looking at me like i'm never going to see this movie but our listeners probably have seen multiplicity and know how funny michael keaton is in it but michael keaton will always be my batman bane is one of my favorite villains though and here's a hot take i will tell you i think val kilmer would have made a better batman villain than he would have made batman most likely i don't know which one but yeah like there would have been something just a like maybe two-face I just think he would have been a better villain. Like that whole Iceman vibe he had. I still look at him every single time I see Val Kilmer. I'm either going to think of Iceman or I'm going to think of Doc Holliday. Like I, I go one of the two places. Jim Morrison too. Yeah, he was amazing. He did a lot think of that's that what, singing. I think that's what I think that's what he did all of it. I think that's what hinders Val as a Batman too. Is he had so many other iconic roles. Batman, as big as it is, was like eh, Batman. That's my Tuesday. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, crushed it. So anyways, we talked about this for a while, but it's fun. It's our first show back. We wanted to shoot the shit for a minute. Have fun with all of you. We are drinking this Papa's Pilar, the Legacy Edition 2021. Zeke, you did not get to see this. This is a great bottle, but it comes in a leather like sheath for the oh, Legacy okay. Edition. So... This is a little bit more expensive than the other Papa's Pilar. Uh, comes in at $79.99, anywhere from $75 to 
99. We know Papa's Pilar. We've had him on the show before. We've reviewed it on the show before. It's an Ernest Hemingway-inspired rum brand. Pilar was named after Hemingway's prize fishing boat. This brand is partially owned by the Hemingway Estate. They donate proceeds to conservation-focused charities. It's a blend of rums from across the wider region, stretching from Florida in the north to Venezuela in the south, including some from the Dominican Republic and Barbados in there as well. So, so this is the interesting thing about this one, I will tell you. It is a premium rum that is finished in rye whiskey barrels. So Ron Call, the master blender, put this, and this, this is probably why we got it. I know we've had shows with them in the past, but this is rum finished in whiskey barrels. It has the the regular canteen shape World War II era bottle. That's pretty much it. That's all you need to know unless the main thing I have to tell you, and this is my one knock on it, 86 proof. 43% ABV. I know for a rum, you know, rums are typically a little bit lower proof. You might find some specialty rums that have a little bit higher proof, but Papa's Pilar, with the exception of a few single barrels that they had put out in the Nashville market back when we had a friend that used to work with the brand, there weren't many that came out over 90 proof. Like that's just kind of, they like a lower proof rum at Pilar and uh, that's typically what they put out. But Zeke, what did you think about this rum? Honestly, the, the proof thing, not to skirt the notes, but that surprises me because I feel like, you know, obviously rum's lower a lot of times than some other spirits, but normally once you get down to 86, I feel like a lot of the flavors have kind of, you know, meddled or, or settled down or, or just, you know, muddled in there together kind of thing. I got a lot off of this. And I, I know in the past, you and I both just kind of had, you know, various rum products that said, ah, tasted like rum. <laughs> what else do you want me to say? Molasses. I got molasses. <laughs> this thing, it, uh, it, 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 it caught my eye. I can definitely say that notes wise. I thought it, uh, reminded me at first of bananas foster. I picked up, um, I think they call it, you know, like the glazed bacon, where there's literally just like that layer of like sugar on top of, you know, a thick cut bacon. I mean, it's so good. Awful for you, I'm sure, but great. <laughs> and then I got, uh, this is an interesting note, but I only got it because I've experienced it recently, but overcooked marshmallows and butter. I was trying to make these things with the kids a few weekends back with like crushed golden grams, bits of chocolate, a couple of things, you know, just smush it all in together, you know, like a no-bake snack. And part of that was cooking down marshmallows and, and butter, obviously, is, you know, to to dump over all the stuff to hold it together. And I kind of cook a little bit too long. And I got this unique flavor between the butter and the marshmallow. And I swear, this is exactly what it reminded me of. It's kind of like a, not burnt, but a toffee or like a heat toffee bar that was be like, whoa, 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 you let it go a little too long. It's still good, but it's not the flavor that, you know, is our signature kind of thing. I thought it reminded me of scorched coconut. Took me a minute to get that one, but I really thought it was kind of on point. In summation, I just put down that um, it felt boozy in a really good way. I think this is a great way to kick off 2022 because this pour makes me happy. And this pour makes me happy for a whole number of reasons. Dare I say this nose reminds me of one other thing. It is Cast Strength Unicorn Blend Angel's Envy is the only thing that I could say when I, I nosed this. It jumped out of the glass and it was pancakes and syrup for me. 
that is what I, I got that breakfast, the, the maple syrup in there, the, the fluffy pancakes, the sugar, all of that stuff I think goes together on this. And I was surprised because that leather sheath is covering up the proof there. And when I first was taking a sip of this, I'm like, this just is thick and bold and rich. And I'm not saying that it needed to have a higher proof in order to do that. I was just saying, you know, it is thick and bold and rich. And then you look at the proof and you go, how is all of that in 86 proof? Like, Yeah, when you said it, that was my thought. I was like, really? Because, I mean, it, it packs a wallop. And, and again, like you said, we're not saying you need proof to get good flavors or, or to be enjoyable. And I'm plenty of times I've had rum that had too much alcohol. It was off-putting because the alcohol masked all the flavor. Yeah, there's a sweet but, spot. The rum sweet spot, it's, it's not 120 proof and it's not 80 proof for me, but it's somewhere in between. Man, for 86, it comes across really well, I thought. I think it's really hard. I mean, I know a lot of people, I know some people drink their rum neat and i know rum is something that that gets mixed up a, a whole lot i would be hard pressed to put this into a cocktail just because i mean i do it right if i it's also an 80 dollar rum it's an expensive cocktail but it's just so thick on its own and it has its own presence like whatever you're gonna put it in i don't know like the, it's going to tip the scales just because it's so bold i mean i'd pull an msp and just put it in my belly <laughs> I'd have a hard time putting it in a glass. I mean, all this needs is one of them long ass straws with a neck bend, and you just sit there and have yourself a good one. And I, an 86 proof, you really ain't got to worry about it snookering you, really. No. And I almost wish I was like, you know, you don't have the kids and you're on a cruise kind of deal. And you're just like, it's one of those days where you're out at sea and you're not going anywhere. So you're staying by the pool the whole day. Just give me a bottle of this and a straw. Well, and plus, you know, to that note on summer days, you don't want a high proof. You're already going to be sweating. You're already going to get dehydrated. Like this, I think, was a, is much more approachable. I didn't even, hence I say, uh, better for you, possibly. <laughs> but I think just like you, it's the proof that really just, it changed the way I thought about rum because I normally thought those lower proof rums just didn't have as much flavor for me. I don't know how the hell he put all this stuff together the way he did. And it's a blend and it's in those rye whiskey barrels. Like I just have to wonder, is it the rye whiskey barrels that had something to do with this? Or is it just the way that it was blended? There are so many questions I have. I mean, there's, there's very distinct flavors so however he mingled these together bravo hats off round of applause all of the above it's just distinct enough in enough different directions to where it, it intrigued me like oh there's a little of this here's a little of that never off-putting and then like i say at the end i just like man it, it just it, i don't know boozy's the best word i could come up with it just kind of like you know that kind of vibe of like ah oh, that's a good boozy product right there i like it <laughs> it's a good boozy vibe. So I have a feeling you would go get this, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I don't even, you know, that meant a whole lot of rum. I've gotten excited or jumped up and down about to say the least. It's an interesting, really good pour. And I think, uh, you know, worth having on the bar. It wouldn't be something that I would buy and, you know, sit around and just hammer down and crush all the time. But for that change of pace or curveball or, hey, try something different or, you know, just to refresh your senses, man. I thought it was pretty damn good. Now, I'm a big fan of rum, and somebody asked me today, it was funny, uh, there was a, 
a friend of ours on Instagram is sending us some gin and some coffee liqueur, but she had asked because she works at a distillery. She said, do you, do you all ever drink gin and do you like coffee? And I was like, well, we drink everything. You know, if we're just drinking bourbon every day, our palate is not going to develop. It's not going to be challenged. And we're going to say everything tastes like vanilla. For us, it's important to drink some gin. It's important to drink some scotch, some Irish whiskey, some rum. That being said, I'm not reaching for all of that stuff every night. And I think rum, I like it when I reach for it, but it's sometimes almost too sweet for me that I can't go to it every day. Like if bourbon is sweet, and scotch is peaty rum is really sweet and it's almost like candy sweet but it's great for a break for me and this is great breaking rum if i'm gonna break i'd like to break with this rum and i almost like want to get a backup bottle (laughs) i like i think when you say sweet you know we always have that textbook kind of rum sweetness in our mind and i don't think this has it like it kind of goes back to me and how it seemed like the, you know, the scorched coconut kind of thing I got or like the overcooked marshmallow and butter thing, like a, a, a not a, a not toffee in a sweet spot, but not in a bad place. But it just gives it a little bit of an element. And I wouldn't call it oak by any means, but it, it gives it a little bit of a twinge and a curve that just kind of throws you like, ah, I, I like this. It, it just feels more mature. You know, it's not like a a wine cooler in your hand or not not wine cooler you know those those rtd things they're selling now they're the equivalent of they're just different products yeah i'm with you it definitely doesn't make you doesn't make you feel like you're you're throwing back a a sugary capri sun kind of things where i'm going i guess absolutely not i want to thank papa's pilar for sending us this rum we really really enjoyed it and if you could find it it's the legacy edition 2021 it has this awesome leather sheath around the the bottle it looks classy the bottle's classy. I always like the fact they have that compass, you know, metal compass top that's pretty heavy. So they put some work into the marketing. They put some work into the bottle and obviously they put some work into the rum. So thank you all for sending us this whiskey. <laughs> thank you all for sending us this rum. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Thank you for listening. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the spirits we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Find me in Breckenridge, Colorado in a few days. I might even send some pictures for you to put on the grams. I can't wait for you to send me some whiskey in the snow pictures. (laughs) Or me in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Ciao.